Hey loves, my name is Jasmine. And I'm Jordan. And this is Moms Over Matter. This is a podcast where two black women, uh, excuse me, uh, I meant queens, get together to talk about everything, motherhood and lifestyle to whatever else that matters. Yes. Think of Moms Over Matter as a place of solace and support. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Or hell, take the entire bottle, sit down, relax, and join Join in on our conversation with your sisters. Facts, facts. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Moms Over Matter. Yes, we matter. It's been a minute, but we are here. We are alive. We're kicking <laughs> and thriving. Um, and there's been a lot going on for the past few weeks, like. They're changing all of these COVID restrictions, lifting mask mandates. How do you feel about that? (laughs) So now what the the rules are or the, yeah, basically what the rules are is, is that if you are vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask. And my job has actually implemented those into, um, the building so i work half and half so i work monday through wednesday i work in the office thursday and friday i work from home so um effective monday when i went when i walked in to go to work there was a a, something on the the door it was a something like a sign on the door saying that basically that if you are vaccinated that you did not have to wear a mask anymore and people who are va- who are what well, no if you are not vaccinated you still had to wear the mask but if you are fully vaccinated that you didn't have to wear the mask and my boss actually is fully vaccinated mm-hmm. so he was very happy that he didn't have to wear a mask anymore um and i did i mean i've seen half and half i've seen people around the office that don't wear their masks and I see some people who still like they still do wear their mask so mm-hmm. whether or not they're vaccinated or not I'm not sure I do know that there are vaccinated people who still are wearing their masks right. so um it's just really weird it's it doesn't really make it doesn't really make any sense to me because even if you are vaccinated that doesn't exempt you from spreading the virus or getting it yeah or getting it mm-hmm. so it just like i don't really understand it i mean i i don't understand it i guess i can kind of understand it because of the fact that yeah we're getting back to normalcy but like it doesn't make any sense because the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting it mm-hmm. it just allegedly supposed to stop you from succumbing to it right and that in itself it's just like i mean i still think that people should be wearing their <laughs> be no wearing mask. their masks because even if you are vaccinated you can still spread it to someone who is vaccinated or who is not vaccinated and they could have um a, a worse reaction than, than you than you are so i don't i don't i don't think it i don't i don't it's all really it strange because it's me. just like <laughs> I mean, I get it. I would think that if you would get vaccinated, that you would feel more comfortable and be in a place to where it's like, okay, I don't need to wear it. But then at the same time, it's like there are a bunch of people who 
can't get the vaccine or children who aren't getting the vaccine people for whatever reason and you know you want them to be protected too but then at the same time I'm just like who lied because I'm not at this point if it was that easy to raise this mandate over masks it really makes me question like are the masks even effective or did you just like it almost feels like an element of control like everybody's on one accord everybody's wearing these masks and it's just like everybody saw the same thing and I almost feel like because everybody was wearing the mask that maybe they even felt like okay everybody will get vaccinated you know like what's the difference if somebody will wear a mask why not get a vaccine I don't know but it's just really weird and I just went to Atlanta and um down there it was like different businesses you didn't have to wear them coming in so it was just kind of strange though like I say all of this but I still wear my mask like for sure and I feel a little awkward when people around me aren't wearing their masks so I don't even know what work is gonna look like if they even suggest us going back into the building but I know for sure I'll have a mask on (laughs) that I don't believe you but that's interesting that you talked about because you just came back from Atlanta and I know Atlanta was like one of the first spots I mean they were the first states that like did away with like the mask yeah and And I when I tell you I was in that airport I had on my mask I had on a shield and everybody was looking at me like I was crazy and I was just (laughs) like I'll be as crazy as all get out I don't care The lady says something. I don't know. You know, you go to TSA and they want to see everything. And I gave my ID. She said, I said, huh? She said, take your mask off. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, miss. But yeah, I just, it, it's different though down there. Like it's a, it's like a whole, no, it's like night and day when it comes to just having regard for it and other people. Mm-hmm. And that was your first time because Jordan just Jordan just um had like a a weekend trip to to Atlanta and that was the first time that you had traveled since the um pandemic so how how was that like what's different than post-pandemic so traveling is pretty much the same um I feel like walking through the airport, there are still people who have masks sitting under their nose. Like, it's still, you have people who just kind of don't care. And then you have other people who do care. But then um, going to, like, different restaurants and stuff, certain places did say, you know, we are following whatever restriction or whatever uh, guidelines are coming from CDC. So... If CDC is saying they don't have to wear a mask or the government is saying they don't have to wear a mask, then you don't have to in that establishment. But businesses are private. So there were, you know, a lot of businesses who were actually like, no, you have to wear a mask when you come in here. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just different. I mean, Atlanta is so mixy. And when I say that, I mean, like, it's a lot of people down there. Like when you go out, like it's always something to do. The city is booming, stuff like that. But it just seemed to me, it's kind of like the same up here, but they there are places who say you don't have to wear a mask, which is strange. And I wouldn't want to go, but I don't know. 
it's just still, it's still like that individual pressure. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? You just got to do whatever you think is best for you. Because even still with me going and everybody around me wants to wear a mask too, but like most of my family is vaccinated. So Mm. I can't imagine that they had the same anxiety that I had going into the restaurant. I don't know. That is very different. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine because that is, it was different for sure. Um, but I will say, I thought it was strange. I thought that the airline would actually require you to like get tested mm-hmm. before you actually left. So I did go get tested, but they didn't care. They didn't ask me. So, <laughs> I was so, like, well, they have y'all just okay. right. So on the plane, was it like skip a seat? Like they spaced y'all out, or is it still like everybody's like packed up on? Up under each other. Everybody's still packed up under each other. Wow. Yes. Mm. So that is a tough one. And that's why I wore my mask and my shield the entire time. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like, you never know. I mean, there's still that chance, like, air moves. But it was just like, the person next to me could literally have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sit here with a mask and think I'm good. Like, no. I can't I know, even sis. imagine. My anxiety <laughs> would be on 20. It was. Mine was. <laughs> it was. I can't even lie. It was on a thousand. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it was good to get away, though. I will say that. Yeah. A, a sense of normalcy and, like, traveling even if it's just like a few hours to a different state like that's still good that we are able like we are able to go ahead and do that because before it was just like you your ass ain't going nowhere okay like you just stay ass in the house and call it a day yes great (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah because this time last year i wouldn't have gone to police Nobody would even consider going on no. nobody's plane or like June. No, we in May. We still in May. May of this year. I mean, May of last year. Nobody ain't thinking about going on nobody's Nowhere. plane. I think the people that was like on ships and cruises, like was they stuck. were, they were just stranded. Yeah. Like they just couldn't, they couldn't go anywhere they even stuck. if they wanted to. Like they were just in the middle of the sea, just yeah. It's so crazy because back then, I mean, when the pandemic first started, I was like, I was actually hoping for and praying for a reason to stay my ass at home. Because I was like, I got this baby. I really don't want to go back to work. And next thing you know, pandemic. I was like, yes, yes. Jesus, God is good. But you still had to go to work. I still had to go to work, though. But now I'm just like, Lord, I just want to go. I want to do this. I want to do that. You see me, I am started working out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you gotta do something. Jordan has been on this workout kick where she signed up at the gym and she's just been going ham Honey, on at Kanye's the gym every day. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> on his workout plan, getting my whole life together. Oh my goodness. It's good though. Yeah, how's that been going though? Because I know I can just imagine how much of a stress reliever it is. Definitely is a stress reliever because 
I, I don't know. It's just hard because, you know, we're not in work. Well, I'm not in the building anymore at work. So it's like I can't really communicate with anybody that way. My frustrations, I feel like I don't really get to let them out. And um, so now it's just like, okay, well, I know I'm going to the gym at this time today. And I go to the gym and I can kind of just burn whatever extra energy off. And it feels good. And I kind of fit into my jeans now. So <laughs> my butt's getting a little bigger, you know. I don't have too many complaints. Wagging all this dragon over here. <laughs> oh, not wagging all the dragon. Dragging all this wagon. <laughs> Honey, that's one too many mimosas. <laughs> one too many. This is Jasmine's fault. She's over here laughing, but this is her fault. I walk into her house and she's handing off mimosas. <laughs> like, what? I think... We, I think we can both say that we had one too many. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've been to the bathroom like twenty times since I've been. <laughs> and in this episode, guys, you will hear our, our, and I would say our interview with our first guest. Oh yeah, our first guest, and that will be later on in the episode. You guys should stay tuned. She drops a lot of gems. Yes, it's she- definitely a treat. Yes, most definitely it is. Now, with me, I know I am still in the process of getting Jackson's eczema under control. I know, I think the last time I spoke, we were trying to, I think maybe we were awaiting results Results. from his um, his stool test. I did get Jackson a stool test and... Um, with the stool test, it basically tells you, um, just tells you whether or not, what like what's going on in his gut, basically, um, whether he has good bacteria in it, whether he has um, bad bacteria, whether he has like any kind of infections that's going on. So I did get that test done for him. We did get the results back, and we did find that he does have some. Um, something going on in his gut. He does have some bad bacteria that's in there, unbalanced bacteria. He does have um, some infections that's going on. So I am one step closer, another step closer of of getting his eczema and under control. Um, His eczema right now, it is, I would say right now he's doing, he's doing fine. He's not in any outbreak i mean he still itches he's he still is itching i mean that's not something that we can change until we um until we do something about the uh we have action plan as far as like what's going on his gut so i do have the results i am going to um pay the which is the I forget the woman to basically give me a treatment plan as far as like we can what treatment do to get him better and to stop him from itching because so is that with the holistic doctor yes. okay um not no not well yeah actually I got the test done by his chiropractor his oh, chiropractor okay. ordered it for me and I just had to collect some stools two yeah like two days of stools. Mm-hmm. And send it to the lab, and they basically send the results back. 
the results in itself is like if you look at it you can't really read it right like you you don't know you definitely you can't read it because i'm like when i looked at it i was just like what the hell does this mean like i don't know what this means whatsoever so i do like you do have to get someone to like read it i mean right. to like look at it and read it to you and get all that stuff so um i have to pay the nutritionist that i'm working with to take a look at it and come to a treatment plan and so uh my goal is still to have some kind of result some kind of progress before his birthday mm -hmm. his his third birthday his birthday is in july mm -hmm. so and we are we're may 29th uh -oh, today so coming up. <laughs> yes um may <laughs> may 29th so trying to uh well yeah you're on, definitely on the right track i mean you've been seeing progress i know it's kind of been a bumpy road because you know it's always something once you get in the right direction it's like you're faced with something um but at least you know what's going on with that test so there's something to target and that's a good thing yeah there's definitely something which i thought it was something was going on in mm -hmm. his gut and it, it something is going on in his gut so we just have to find we just have to shout out to mom knowing mom be knowing okay <laughs> moms know yes and i'm just glad you took action because you know so many times we just be like all right and people tell you oh it's okay mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. so i'm just glad like it didn't sit right with you and now look at you making progress yes thank you because yeah. i knew it has to be something because like literally like jackson had jackson had a graduation yesterday um and he's he's in preschool and just him sitting like in his cap and gown and all that stuff and just watching him from afar like literally all he did was scratch Aww. like literally all he did was like scratch underneath his uh, underneath his, his uh, on his neck mm -hmm. and just like scratching and this and other and it's just like i that's not the life that i want him to live mm -hmm. like that's literally that's all he knows is scratching like at this point he pro he probably doesn't even itch it's just a habit at this mm -hmm. at this time mm -hmm. and like i literally i don't know if he's scratching because he really is itchy or if it's just because i have it and it's just like that's not how i want him to live that's yeah. not a life to live to be itchy all the time just because something is going on in his gut so i mean getting these tests done is not it like it literally is not cheap it's not cheap yeah. like it literally is not cheap the 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 stool test alone was like 350 mm. and um to get this treatment plan um from this nutritionist is even more than that mm -hmm. so it's just like i i just want him to live an optimal life mm -hmm. like i don't want i don't want him because right now he has eczema and he has food allergies. And um, if people are familiar with that, people are familiar with the trifecta of that. It's just basically food allergies, eczema. And what comes along after that is um, asthma. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want him to go through. But all I, like, I don't want to go through all of that. <laughs> just worrying about his breathing, mm -hmm. worrying about like... I just don't want that to happen. So I'm just trying everything in my power to avoid that. Yeah. And 
I just I just want him to live an optimal life. Like I would love to see just watch him from afar and just like see him and just for him not to scratch. Mm-hmm. Like for him to not to scratch and that's why I am I I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't mind paying the money if I know paying all these hundred hundreds of dollars just to get him some kind of peace. Yeah. Like I just somewhere. want him to be peaceful like he's two years old like i just i don't i don't like that so i mean i gotta i gotta drop a couple hundred for this this um nutritionist and i am praying that this is i will find some kind of relief if not relief like he like it's just this is this is something that would like fix it all together Mm -hmm. like i my goal is to at least if it's not fixed i would love for him to be fixed but if i mean not fixed because i mean he's not broken but <laughs> i meant like for him to not be itchy and mm-hmm. all that stuff like symptomless yeah i if he's not symptomless i would at least for him to be like at least some kind of some kind of relief yeah. with him so this will make it that's that that's what's that's what's going on with with me um Jalen is he's he's actually Jalen is in the fifth grade and he is getting he is getting ready to graduate from the school that he is in because his school is I'm on middle school yeah like he's getting ready to go to middle school now and I'm just like okay like all right all right now like yes so he like he's his school i think he has done the second week of june yeah second week of second week of june so, so he he'll has, be going to middle school he this has come graduation fall. too he has graduation but i don't think they're doing like a legitimate oh, graduation yeah. because i have not heard mm-hmm. like they they haven't even been talking about any kind of graduation oh wow so i don't know Jalen has mentioned to me like oh they normally have a so like some kind of ceremony the day before mm-hmm. the like the day before um the last day of school but i mean every sunday his school calls all the parents and just let you know what's going on for that week and they have yet to mention any kind of oh. graduation so i don't know what's going on <laughs> but he is he is legit he's getting ready to be a middle schooler and i'm like oh my god i have a Legit. A grown man, honey. Have a legit eleven year old. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I actually I think seven is ready to start potty training. Oh really? Yeah, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to get it started. Um, but he's been like pulling off his diaper. Oh yeah, he ready. And I'm like, honey, where's your dad? Because well, the good thing about it is the good thing about it is that when they are ready, they are very quick mm-hmm. to catch on to potty training mm-hmm. because I'm getting ready to potty train Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like I literally like Amazon just dropped off the potty to me today. Yeah. Um. But with Jacks, with Jalen, when I potty trained him, he was he was beyond ready. Mm-hmm. Like he was beyond ready. He was taking off his diaper and just doing like showing all the signs yeah. of being ready. So when I potty trained him, I potty trained him with like in like a couple days. Oh wow! And he was good to go. He was ready. Yes. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll be that easy 
because I don't know, honey. I don't know. He just, he takes a bath. He runs because he likes being with no diaper on. <laughs> then he pees on the bed, on oh, the pillow. No. I'm like, boy, you need to. He takes his diaper off. It's just a project. So hopefully we can get with that. I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how to do it. Like, he has a little Elmo potty. Mm-hmm. He's already in there playing with the flushy thing because it sings, but I don't know. So he has his own, you bought the own little potty for him. Yeah, he has oh, his okay. own potty. He just, right now he uses it as a stool to like go brush his teeth and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> you going to learn today, honey. Oh my goodness. How to use that potty. But yeah, that's on our horizon, so... Yeah, when they show that signs that that it's a when they show signs of being ready, it goes fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Like it it goes fairly quick. Like Jackson will be three in July, and he has not shown any signs yeah. of wanting to potty train. But I'm <laughs> sure. just like, listen, you need to go. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like you are three years old, and in order for you to move to the next class come next school year you need to be potty trained Mm -hmm. so um so that's like a requirement in some like like if you want them to progress to the next class oh they say that some yeah it is a requirement that they need to be potty trained but if you don't then they just stay Mm -hmm. in the class that they were in prior okay um so yeah because certain classes like depending on their curriculum and what they need to do, the kids do need to be potty trained because they can't, like, they're, like, they, they're not, Teaching. they can't change they diapers. diapers. Like, they got yeah. stuff, they got other things to do. Mm. So, um, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. He's with his dad this weekend, so when he comes back tomorrow, on. I can <laughs> from this week or this weekend when I have when I well no actually no because th- next weekend it's my birthday weekend and I'm not potty training. Okay, we're not potty training on birthday weekend, honey. <laughs> Try again. So maybe during the week or something like that, like I would I will uh try and get him on the potty or something, but yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Our next segment our next segment is the interview that we have with our very first guest. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy that enjoy that episode. I mean, no, enjoy that segment because she drops a lot of, like I said before, she drops a lot of gems. Mm-hmm. And we are just so grateful and appreciative that um, she accepted to come and be a guest on Moms on Moms Over Matter podcast. Um, so you guys stay tuned and welcome our our very first uh, guest on on the podcast. So we're gonna welcome our first guest that we have on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her name is Joy. The feeling. And I just want to just say a couple things about our guests before we get into before we get into it. So Joy is a devoting mother, a rising entrepreneur, and a true pioneer of self-care. This woman is truly the plug for the black culture. 
You can catch Joy on Instagram under the handle at Miss Joday, where she hosts her infamous self-care Saturdays with topics that consist of Black sisterhood, mental health, vaginal health, spirituality, and motherhood. If you can't catch Joy on Instagram, you can she's probably more than likely pouring her all into her daughter, Marley, or just making business moves as she always do. So we like to welcome Joy to the podcast. Hey, welcome Ooh. Joy. Thank you so much for having me. That was beautiful. I feel I feel better after hearing that. I'm very <laughs> grateful and appreciative um, of being seen and feeling seen. So thank you. Yes, you are definitely seen. I have been a fan for a while. Um, and I just see that all that you do within the culture, all that you amplify with sisterhood, with my cousin, and I just love it. Thank you. Definitely. Um, I can appreciate even from what Jasmine has told me and I went on your Instagram and I was like, oh, she the plug. I was like, the plug. <laughs> the plug. Yes. So I just love it. Um, everything from mom shit to self-care is the bomb. But I was just like, oh, so she's the plug. I was like, well, what does she do? So tell tell us a little bit of why you are the plug. Why, do you why consider am I the plug? plug? So I've actually considered myself to be the plug for quite a while. Um, but it really just means that it just speaks to how resourceful I am. Um, I've built many relationships with all type, all types of people. So honestly, whatever the occasion or the need is, I probably have someone um, that can assist with that. So I've considered myself to be a professional networker. Um, I'm just building my libraries for uh, people who are in line with you know, my mission, my ultimate goal um, to serve the community, to serve women, to serve black people. So, yeah, I just align myself with people who are doing the work. Um, so the plug just means that, you know, whomever whomever calls for the, the occasion or the need, I'm probably able to connect you with that person. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what the plug is. And with Self-Care Saturday... It has grown my my connections because, you know, I'm able to connect the people that I have with the community in a whole nother way, virtually. Um, so I'm always just trying to connect with people that can speak to the community in ways that I can. And I'm always learning through these people. So I'm just, my hope is to just connect everyone to those resources that I have. I can't, you can't make, you can't make the world the community a better place by keeping these things to yourself um my goal is to share that that's dope that um, that is dope and i do i can attest to that because there were times where i remember um i was looking for something i was looking for someone to do my hair and i saw that joy had had braids and i went to her and i was just like can you give me a recommendation? Like, who did your hair? Excuse me, sis. So, yeah, anything, yeah. Like, who anything, did your hair? I could probably connect you to somebody. Yes, anything. and she definitely did, and uh, and she steered me in the right direction, and I went. Her recommendation is where I went. So, 
even with um the like the natural hair like that's how i found britney mm-hmm. who was through you so i can attest to that yeah i mean it's dope i it's always good when you can do things like outside of yourself and obviously like in motherhood it's like a journey like you you lose yourself just to find yourself again but it's mm-hmm. just dope to see somebody reach other people but i'm wondering what made you want to go outside of yourself like what made you say like this is bigger than me let me let me reach out things definitely changed for me when i became a mother um I was 25 when I got pregnant, and my life had, had been completely different. At that time, I was doing fashion shows. Um, so I was all, always kind of doing something. But when I became a mother, there it just opened up a whole new community for me. When I you know, went on social media and said that I was expecting a child, the way that women embraced me, people that I have never met before, never spoke to, it was just like, uh, they just gathered around me and it was a very crucial time for me um I was constantly sick and I'm young I'm just navigating a world that I have never navigated before Mm -hmm. so to it was just a reflection of that them embracing me and guiding me and teaching me from all over the world recognizing that not everybody has that um not not everybody has the access that I have. No, not everybody has the contacts and connections that I have. Um, that's what made me step outside of myself. Like if this was helpful for me, it it has to be helpful for somebody else. And if I can, again, connect you to that, then that's what ultimately my purpose is. I mean, at first I thought that my purpose was to be a mother. Like I'm, I'm made for this. I'm meant to be a mother, but I think that the purpose was, through motherhood, like you said, I was able to find myself and what my what the bigger picture was. Um, so motherhood definitely opened opened my eyes and my heart to a whole different world and aspect of things, mindset. So that's that's what did it for me. That is. And could you explain? Because I know I look forward to your self care Saturdays when you have your self care Saturdays because. The topics, they just vary. They're just very... They they have something to do with... It has something to either do with motherhood or it has something to do with the black culture or many other things. But can you tell us how exactly Self-Care Saturday came about? Like, I I know I deem you as a self-care enthusiast or a self-care guru. So could you tell us how you got... How did you get into like the self-care um aspect yeah guru is a is a big word um (laughs) i will say that i am constantly learning i'm learning every day better ways to take care of myself but so self-care saturday is fairly new pandemic well I'm, i'm going to say the virtual side of it the pandemic kind of propelled me into that but prior to that i was doing these self-care events um pretty frequently like once a month in person um and it was a long journey to come to that because like i said i had been doing fashion shows prior to me to motherhood so there was a period where i had got so wrapped up in motherhood where that's all i was doing and then as 
as much as I love being a mother, there was like that's that after that that thought in the back of my head constantly, like what am I who am I? What mm-hmm. where did I go? I am not doing anything that I used to do before. <laughs> like this is not me. Who <laughs> am I? <laughs> I've been there before. Yeah, and it's like it's easy to fall into that. Um so I had to find myself, I had to figure out what what worked for me as a woman in collaboration with me as a mother. Um, not so much like we're we're one thing, but we're also two separate things. I'm still I still have to be joy. I still have to find time to be joy. So self care Saturday started with me a personal thing. It's like I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And it evolved into self care Saturday, but it started with me going to therapy. Um, it started with me putting these things into practice and discovering who I am. I you can't you can't serve, you can't, you know, try to pull somebody else up and you're not even in the mental headspace, physical space, whatever. You can't do that until you look at yourself and, and find yourself and discover ultimately what you're here for. Mm. Um so self-care Saturday started with me taking care of myself. And once I realized, like, yo, this shit works. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It actually works. Um, it's and things. It's cliche to say, but, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. That is true. And the thing about life is it's very simple. It's not as complex as... It, it's complex, it's difficult, but the, the, the solution is simple. And that you have to literally take care of yourself in order to take care of the world. Because, you know, we black women, that's what we do. We take care of the world. Mm -hmm. But nobody else is going to pour into us the way we pour into ourselves. Nobody else is going to hold us to a certain standard unless we hold ourselves to a certain standard. So you have to do that work first. Um, And again, once I I figured that out, it was like, yo, I got to tell y'all something. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell y'all something. Sometimes I can't find the words to, Mm -hmm. to say it myself. So... I'm going to get somebody else that can tell y'all. I'm going to get somebody else that taught me this mm-hmm. or showed me this or opened my mind to this. And it's just been a steady, a constant journey upward, upward and inward. Um, it doesn't stop. So I wouldn't, I can't claim to be a, gr- a guru, but I can tell you what, what works for me. And I'm going to tell you, yo, this might work for you. Open yourself up to this. Open your mind to this. Try this. Um, so yeah. So self-care Saturday, like I said, it, it was an in-person thing um, where I was just bringing a, groups of women. I always had a guest speaker, someone to say the things that I cannot find the words for, but someone who's professional or in this field or experienced this particular thing um, to speak to us women. Hmm. And it, it began with mothers. And then I'm like, this, this information is, is bigger than just mothers. It's for women. Because you don't know, I mean, you might not be a mother now, but you you could be preparing to be a mother. Whatever the case is, we birth things. We're not just birthing children, for ones. We are mothers of everything. We're creators of everything. And to, in order to do that at any capacity, you got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. That is a word. And I just, I'm still hung up on what you first said, um, just about the thought of, okay, well now... Now, what about me? Like, who am I? Just mm-hmm. even that thought and manifesting it to the universe. Okay, who am I? 
and it's like now look like you're an entrepreneur you have these self-care Saturdays it's not I mean yeah it started just for yourself but it just seems like now you're touching so many different people so I think that in itself is just a word honey yeah I pray I mean I have a, a prayer every night simple but I just ask God to order my steps it is not about me order my steps I want to serve the I want to serve the world the way that you have served me the way that you have bought me out so many times that's all I mean that's I feel that that's my purpose I hear that so when we talk about when we think about self-care Saturday what is how like give us a rundown of which is self-care Saturday it's like what does that look like now it's a it's an Instagram thing um Again, it was very hard because I do deal with social anxiety. Um, as weird as that is, it is a thing for me. So one day I woke up and I was like, I got to go live. I don't know where it came from. It was literally 7 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I got to go live. And I reached out to one of my homegirls and I asked her if she would be willing to do this. Same, same day I woke up with that thought. The same day I reached out to her and the same day she said yes. The same day we went live at 12.30. And I've been going live at 12.30 for almost a year now. Well, over a year now. Since the beginning of the pandemic last March. Um, but the process is, you know, I, I'm, I'm on social media now. And I had to, again, another prayer was like, why am I on social media? Tell me why. Because, you know, it's easy to get lost in that world. It's, it's easy to be influenced. It's easy to follow the wrong things. It's easy to fall into the damn matrix. Mm. Yeah. And I had to... <laughs> All that is on there. Yeah, I, it, so I had to take a step back and like, what, why am I even on social media? How can I use this for positive versus you know what everybody else is using it for um so i'm browsing social media i'm i'm filtering what i'm reading i'm filtering what i'm watching and something happens where i just get bold and i start messaging people like hey i love <laughs>
planned, thought out process. It's a gut feeling. And it's just, I don't know, I'm building relationships. That's, that's, that's important to keep building. And I think that's a point too with social media because it is easy to follow the wrong, or not the wrong crowd, but it's easy to fall into the matrix. Like, and I know I felt that way. There was a point like in the middle of this pandemic and it was like, we're going through all of this social injustice and I felt a way and it was like, okay, on social media, I'm going to make sure I say this and I'm going to make sure I say that. And then it got to a point and it was like, well, Jordan, what are you doing? Like, what's the point here? And, um, at, I got to a point where I felt like, okay, you're, what you're trying to get out there, what you're trying to put out there, like you want it to be positive. So, but it was feeling a different way. So I really had to scale back and I was like, okay, let me just get my life together. But I, I just think that's a point because it's so easy to follow everything else that's going on on Instagram and what you see everybody else doing and trying to keep up with the Joneses. And it's like, you want to make sure you're doing whatever for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how do you, you found your joy, right? Like, okay, I know what, what I can do to put me in the right headspace, but now how do I stay there? Like, do you have any suggestions for that? And I guess keeping that healthy mindset. Yeah, it's constant work. It's every day I'm finding new ways to to stay there. And it's not yeah. You can I don't I can't say that you stay there. You got to find your way back every time. You just got to keep finding your way back. Um So for me it's for me it's I've I found that I need to create routines. Um so I wake up, at, at night I say my prayer, I wake up, first thing I do is give thanks. I'm, I'm alive and well. Thank you for that, sir. Um. <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, oh ma'am, whoever, universe, all of that. Thank you. I'm alive and well. So I think the most important thing, I think that is actually the most important thing, is expressing gratitude. Um. For everything. Gratitude for everything. It could be worse. Thank you for the food that we ate. Thank you for this house, this car that gets me where I am safely. Thank you for my, you know, my relationships, for this job that I keep complaining about. I, I'm sorry, but thank you. It's the gratitude. That's what I always go back to. Um, you have to find what works for you. Self-care doesn't look like one thing. And I think social media has a way of glorifying it. Social media has a way of making people think, you know, it's baths and spa days and things like that. But self-care isn't always pretty. Mm -hmm. And you have to be willing to um, address things about yourself. That is a part of self-care acknowledging things about yourself, asking questions about yourself. Why am I this way? Why do I respond that way? And it's, it's sometimes you over-evaluate situations. Once you're aware, honey, you're aware of everything. So not being hard on yourself, not judging yourself, not judging other people, putting the energy and love out that you want to receive back. Again, these are 
cliche things you hear it all the time but it's really that simple mm. good karma and and bad karma that's a real thing so i would say um those are probably the most important things for me gratitude and just putting out what you want to receive back um so obviously being on instagram here and there you have your stuff going on entrepreneur self-care you're big into yourself spiritually so it, it does open the door for vulnerability and love and relationships so is that something that you're exploring is some is it something that you're open to or are you still kind of feeling yourself out to get to a place where you can um so yeah social media has opened the gates for vulnerability and transparency and again I had to figure out how to utilize that platform in the most positive way um so I do share I do share a lot it's it's a thing where I have to make sure I'm not oversharing but where I'm sharing my truth so to free other people and to get conversations going that wouldn't typically be had um out of fear or out of you know worry about being judged so i do believe that transparency and vulnerability it frees it's freeing for for self but it's also freeing for others so sometimes i i say things on social media that is i blow my own mind a lot of the time and i question it and over evaluate but then I get messages from all over stating you know or saying just saying thank you for sharing my story um, so there's a balance on that aspect but when it comes to relationships and things like that is it has been new it's a new experience for me it took a while I have actually been celibate for over two years now. What? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Can I just hold my what for two years? So funny. That is so um, blessed. But it's been very, very intentional. For it's been with reason because I have learned that I have um, in therapy. I've discovered that I do have sexual trauma, and it has come up many a times where I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to identify it, what that was. So I discovered that in in therapy. So celibacy for me was to just make sure that when I am in a relationship, I'm giving you the best version of me. I'm high quality. I know that. <laughs> I know my worth now. I, didn't, I can't say that I knew that a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But I know that with me it's an experience and so i'm not just giving that away all freely and willy-nilly um but right now i am dating it has been a process again like i said because i had to learn things about myself before i can engage Mm -hmm. with other go back to the drawing board right i had to i had to learn what my triggers were i had to learn what i like and what i don't like and dating you can only figure these things out in dating. Like, 
shit is weird. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and be like, stuff, okay, what is Mm -hmm. it? And you think you you know certain things or you think you have overcome certain things until you are in, not relationship, but until you're dating people and these things come up. Mm -hmm. You know, insecurities that you've thought you put to rest. They're gonna come back up and it's gonna it's gonna be a matter of are you are you sure? Are you really ready? Are you really over this? Or are you ready to address this? Are you ready to be honest and vulnerable and tell this person that, hey, this is this has come up for me or I feel this way about this. Um, so now I do feel like I am at the highest version of myself right now, whereas I feel comfortable with expressing my needs and communicating when I feel a way about something or asking questions that if you not where I'm at, this question might sound or look crazy to mm-hmm. you, but this I is need where to I'm know. at. <laughs> so yeah, so it sounds like dating probably looks totally different for you now than it did years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I mean, that's what's up though, because I mean, do you have any goals for yourself as far as a relationship goes? Like, are you looking for, like, marriage? Do you want to have more kids? Like, you know what's crazy? For a while, I was like, I'm cool off marriage. Like, I don't need that. But then I understood that that was a trauma response as well. I don't have many married family rem- family members. I don't have examples of healthy marriages. Um I never imagined myself to be with anyone but the person I decided to have a child with. And now I'm in a situation where it's like, I'm not with that person. But again, I had to, I had to learn or accept the fact that maybe I do want marriage and maybe I just don't know how. And maybe I'm scared of that. So maybe, you know, it's just a, you go down a hole of questions and revelations mm-hmm. and reflections. Um, but I do. I think I do want to be married. But I think that it has to be a very... It has to be an open-minded individual. It has to be a person that sees me and is prepared for all that I am because I can be a lot. I need to be free. I need to be able to roam. Mm-hmm. But I do want marriage. I do want marriage. I want a partner. Um, I want to be a housewife. Uh-oh. Really? You want to be a housewife? <laughs> I want to be a housewife with my own business. Let's I want to be a Kevin wife. Samuels okay. on the line. Honey. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, let's leave Kevin Samuels Not out necessarily. Of this. No, I won't say a housewife. That's. I mean, I want to. I want to. How can I say this? I'm very big on family. I don't want to work for anybody. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this, y'all. You have a goal in mind for your family or where I you just, see your family. What I the goal I have is just comfortability. I want my family to be comfortable. I want to be secure. I want to be free. The ultimate goal, I think love is freedom. I don't want to feel confined. I don't want to feel like I'm being placed in a bubble. But I think, again, love is free. Love is freedom. So if it feel like anything other than that, I'm cool off of I don't it. want no parts. That's weird. That is definitely a word. 
Um, so not just speaking about love, because honestly, what kind of piqued my interest was the coochie conversations on Instagram. I think that's really dope. Just being open about, you know, sexuality and whatever comes up with that. And, um, I know you're a mother. I believe you had a, a, a doula on there, um, which was pretty cool. But like, what are some of the other things that y'all talk about? On, yeah, like when it comes to coochie conversations. So that was a guest. She was a guest of mine, Jade. Um, she is a doula. And she she knows all things as far as vaginal health. I mean, I'm a woman. I've been a woman for almost 33 years now. And when I tell you, she's taught me things that... <laughs> I'm like, always. what? Are you kidding me? That goes on down there? What? <laughs> but um, she... So she... It's just all about vaginal health, and um, she's very knowledgeable. And then she talks about, you know, what it looks like to have a doula. And luckily for me, I have a doula as a very close friend, so I highly recommend having a doula um, moving forward when I do have another child. That is something that, without a doubt, is going to happen. Um, And, you know, we got a, a whole system that is targeting black women mm. and is very relevant in the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. So to know ourselves, to know how, you know, our body functions and to be able to advocate and speak for ourselves, educating ourselves is one thing. Um, but when we're in those vulnerable situations on the table in the hospital, you know, where we can't speak, where mm-hmm. we can't barely move, um, having someone to advocate for you, to speak up for you, to to that knows your desires and how you want this to go. That's not going to just tell you something for the sake of getting a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very, that's something that I just recently learned. Um, so I, again, that's something that I highly recommend. But the coochie conversations, uh, again, all props goes to Jade, the Pearl Girl yes, on Jade. Instagram. The JJ. But JJ, yes. <laughs> so she talks just vaginal health, how you can take care of your vagina. And again, these conversations are a conversation that we didn't we didn't have with our parents. They ain't tell us anything. They told us you better not come home pregnant. Okay. Okay, well how do I get pregnant? What do you mean? <laughs> Honey, because, because <laughs> boom, I'm pregnant, man. Because boom. I was just at this party and <laughs> I don't even know what you mean. How do I get pregnant? You don't know. We don't talk about that until you end up pregnant. What is a what is a period? You don't talk about that until you in the bathroom, right? In eighth grade, and it happens. And you on your period, and you have no idea. But this is what I love about our generation because I think that we have totally seen those opportunities from the generation above us, and we're like, okay, we going to do something different. Yeah, no, like, this ain't working for even, us. Even, I mean, just in this room, like, we're on a podcast, we have our podcast talking about motherhood, you know what I mean, all things motherhood, we have you on here, you have your stuff going on, motherhood, mm-hmm. spirituality, all of these things that we're supposed to just figure out on our own. Right. But it's just like... No, we are the generation. Yeah. Um, I think we're a, p- a very pivotal um, change. But it's the kids that we raise in. They're going to be the ones. Honey, they the ones. They're going to be the ones. <laughs> That's because be they're living completely different lives than we live. And our lives 
they're pretty different than the generation before us. But their lives, we're encouraging them to express themselves. We're encouraging them to be themselves. We're educating them on things that, you know, we weren't educated on. My daughter knows at seven, she knows what a period is. She knows how it affects me, my mood, my body. Um, you know, we have these very open conversations and dialogues. We talk about, you know, how do you know you're a girl? How do you know, how does how do boys know they're a boy? We talk about, you know, gender roles. We talk about, you know, pink doesn't necessarily mean girl. Boy doesn't necessarily mean blue. We talk about all these things. So the generation behind us, up and coming, they're going to be the game changer. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, raising a daughter, every day I'm learning myself. Every day I'm challenged. Every day I'm on Google because she didn't ask me something that I just... What? <laughs> I, I was going to say Google. <laughs> I'm on Google. What 28 times a day, a day at minimum, because they got questions. And if these, if they have these questions, that means they've heard it or they're thinking about it. And if any, if they, if you want them to learn from anybody, you, you probably want it to be coming from you, from mm -hmm. yourself first. So I'm just constantly being faced with, I mean, she's, She's like learning what it is to be a woman all over again. Or how old is she? She's seven. She's seven. She's seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm learning for me. My my goal or my drive, I would say, is I reflect back to the things that I wish I had or wish I had known or the things that I needed at that age. Mm -hmm. And I I do my best best to give it to her or to answer it. Now, you search within yourself for things to share with her. Do you feel like there's somebody you rely on to get information, resources? Like, is it your own mother? Is how it's my mother. It's it's women. It's black women. All the kinds. All the black women. All the lives that have lived. All the stories that they have survived and the trials that they've overcome. I want to know it all I want I mean when we talk about sisterhood it's it it literally is like a, the lifeline my relationships with women are my lifeline nobody understands me the way that another black woman understands me so to have that that blanket of security or that I consider, I say, like, my home base. Like, if I'm touching my sis, I'm home safe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and I can pour out, I can pour everything. Um, and not in, in a way that's not disrespectful, whereas, like, I'm just dumping my entire life's issues on my girl. But to feel safe enough to, to talk to her, to tell her what I'm feeling the highs, the lows, the good, the bad. We have to have that. Otherwise, we in our heads going crazy. You have to have somebody to release to, somebody to lean on. So my relationships with women, black women in particular, that's who, they're who I learn from. They are who inspire me every day. 
they are who I'm meant to serve. So I have a range of sisters from ages like my mom's age. I have friends, you know, that that can trinkle their wisdom and stories onto me. And then I have younger friends as well that also I learn from and, you know, I I grow with and I I mean, it's just all the black women, all the black women I give props to. It truly is a village. It is. It truly is a village. So I definitely understand that. Now, you speak a lot on um, black culture and you speak a lot about sisterhood and how important that is. And I've I've witnessed your sisterhood and it is something like I, w- I was telling Jordan before uh, we got here, it's like a sisterhood that you just have to experience yourself. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't put into words what it is, but it is something like it's goals. Mm-hmm. Like what I explained to you, like it's goals. So, so can you explain to us like literally like how important sisterhood is to your journey we do have one of your sisters, sisters here today nadia who is actually my my family so. so so nadia is here because she is safe for me she's home for me so when when all of my fears and anxieties arise i can literally look to my sis like Save me. <laughs> Taggerin. You know, Taggerin. you know, it's grounding. She keeps me grounded. Um, she brings me back to to who I am. She's a reflect she's a re- direct reflection of me. Um, so it's nice to have just that safety, that safety net. So my good sis is here in support as always. And she shows up for me. In the way that I hope that I show up for her. Absolutely. <laughs> so she's, I, it's everything. I don't know how to put it into words, but I would gladly pass the mic. If, if. <laughs> yes, because she's literally to... over here jumping out <laughs> she of She is me. jumping out Answer of her questions. seat. Like, sis, tag me. <laughs> tag me in. <laughs> no, she's, but this is why. Well, no, but I mean, you can definitely tell us about y'all sisterhood. Like, you can speak to it. I can see it. And I just met (laughs) y'all today. But it's very genuine, um, very real, and I just think it's dope to see. Like, it's It's funny because our sisterhood started off, I saw um, an article that you did. Actually, it was on social media for, what was it, Mama's something. Something about motherhood, but it spoke to her um, situation with her mother. And it was just like, girl, me too. But we're connected through our children's fathers who have grown up together. So we had that in common already. So it was like, let me reach out. And I think our first conversation, it was through like a text message, but we were going back and forth. And then somehow we were together with the crew and instantly yeah like instantly there was a connection and then we decided that we would get together once a month and we stuck to it for me like i was all about the family so it took a second 
it takes some time for me to even want to like meet up with somebody like once a month to commit to that. But I found myself like needing this like mm. date once a month to just, and, and it was just genuine. It was just cute, like everything that was going on. And I think that from there it flourished. And then, um, I think during the pandemic, well, it was before the pandemic, but the pandemic is, I think, like really, really, really brought us together. Mm-hmm. And once it went from once a month to like once a week to several times a week. Mm-hmm. And I think we just really pour into each other. It's a lot of reciprocity here. And we don't keep tabs on like, okay, you were here for me this time. I'll be here for you that time. Like, it's not even a thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here. She's there. Um, and the timing the way things work out it's like we yeah we were right in the middle of becoming i think i think we were evolving into um different level of womanhood and motherhood and that just it just constantly keeps us connected and i also we also have our lives outside of each other and i respect so much the women that she chooses to keep around her because they nurture her and make her who she is and I admire her friendships with other women. Mm-hmm. So it's never um, a possessive type of situation here. Because all of those people that pour into her make her who she is. Mm-hmm. And she brings that into our relationship. So I think that I'm, I, it's a privilege to have her as my sister. Oh, I love you. I love you too. I just, I never want to take that for granted. Aww. You know? This is a moment. We do a good job of cherishing, like, what we have. And I think when we think of relationships, we think of romantic relationships immediately. But the way we prioritize and hold those romantic relationships to such, like, we put it on such a pedestal, Mm -hmm. I think more importantly is the sisterhood. That needs to be top dog. It does. Because, you know, like, it's a a funny thing with black women is when we get into relationships, we kind of stray away from our friendships. Mm -hmm. But we're there for the BS. You call us for the gossip and the banter. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a good place, you kind of leave that friendship alone. And that's something that I don't think that we ever, we ever do. We hold this at the the same pedestal. Like, this is my family. This is my sis. Mm -hmm. So I'm dropping things to make sure that she's good. And also, we leave space for us to do other things. Like, we're not just each other. And I think that another thing that we do well with is spreading this love and Mm -hmm. this joy that we have among us. Like, we want to include. Like, this isn't inclusive. Um, This isn't exclusive. This Mm -hmm. is inclusive. Like, we want to welcome everybody to know this feeling. And I think, um, like, I don't know what it is or where it you know, everything began with the struggles and tripes of being a black woman, but that mindset of we can't have, we can't have several friends. We can't have, you know, no, that no new friends thing, you know, that mindset is really, is going to keep us stagnant. Mm -hmm. Yes. So for me, if the energy is reciprocal, if I'm pouring into you and you're pouring into me, and we are aligned with each other's life paths, I want more of it. Yeah. Because it's only helping me to expel. It's only helping me to be a better woman. Um, so I, I hope that this encourages that, to open yourselves in, to open yourselves up to new relationships, because it's only going to 
empowering you. It's only going to empower you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you want to keep within yourself. You always want to spread it. You always want it to spread. And I think that we do a great job of, like, spreading the love that we have. Like, it's not just me and her, ever. Yeah. And I got to say, because y'all are literally walking and breathing sisterhood, but your sweatshirt says sisterhood. And I got her one too. Yes, oh, honey, sisterhood we had a <laughs> is how we survive. It like, is, it's it is. It's on the sweatshirt. Like, it, they're just walking in it. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love like it. Like I've said before, like, it's something their, their sisterhood and their relationship is something you can't like you have to experience yourself i, I get can't, it now. i can't i, get it ex- I can't explain it like it is just I get it. goals and it's just something that you just hope to have mm-hmm. in it's, your life so yeah it's possible i'm you here just have for to it. be open yeah and i, I, I definitely it, it came at a time in my life where I, I definitely needed to open up and since i have opened up i mean so much she's been an addition to my life she has been a part of me becoming who i am um and she even tells me when i'm like dead wrong like sis that ain't it mm-hmm. like <laughs> come on back <laughs> but you even have to be open to that because you're not going to be open to somebody telling you that you're wrong mm-hmm. yes um, so yes. <laughs> you know to become true. defensive so you have to be open to that like I, I, it, there's so much goodness to it but there's so much growth as well mm. um and she always she always does bring me back. And because I respect and honor her so much, I'm able to receive the message in love and in grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's important, too. Like, there's no judgment here. Mm-hmm. Like, you might do something that is not you, but there's no judgment. Right. And this all... To get to this point, though, you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, the self... The work on self to be able to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So every relationship that you have, it starts with the relationship mm-hmm. that you have with yourself. Because in order to receive that constructive mm-hmm. criticism, you have to be open. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself. Like if she and she does the same for me. She'll call me out and that's why I appreciate her. Like, sis, no, that ain't the answer. <laughs> she does the same thing for me and I sit with that. And I, you know, I respect her opinion because I, I know it's say, always I, for the best interest. I had, we had a conversation one time we was at dinner and I think that our friendship was still like fairly new, but I was saying that how I yell at like my boys, like, because they're so like aggressive and she was like, it's such a calm voice and I wasn't ready to receive it then, but she said, what would it look like if you didn't yell? And I was like, girl, what you talking about? Like, you I sat with that. And from then on, I stopped yelling. And it, it's, it, there were so many positive outcomes. It was more effective if I didn't yell. Mm. So, again, you have to be open to receiving that criticism. Because at first, I'm like, she don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got a little girl at home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got, I got boys, boys I love that as black women, we can hold each other accountable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in most spaces, but I think it's important that we do because who, who else are we going to learn from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Who else? Like, like they said, you also have to be vulnerable and open to your sister's um 
feedback and whatnot because there are times like if you don't have that rapport and if someone is telling me something I mean something telling anybody something it's just like like how Nadia said like just like you don't know yeah like you you don't know like okay stay in your lane mm-hmm. but <laughs> but when you do have that rapport and it's coming from someone who you know is coming from a place of love it's not coming from a place of judgment it's coming mm-hmm. from um yes like sis like I love you and because I love you I'm going to hold you accountable accountable mm-hmm. to the things that you you do and that's not it yeah. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> and it's all about intentions mm-hmm. it's all about intention and it's all about like you said coming from a place of love so in communicating in general in any relationship you have to be mindful of how what are your intentions here when you're communicating this what is what's the end goal what is your intention and is it coming from a place of love? And if as long as it's coming from a place of love, it's once it's out, your responsibility is you, that was your responsibility to say it with all good intention and from a place of love. And if that person is open, it's then their it's then their responsibility of how they're going to receive it and how they're going to take that information and move forward. Mm-hmm. So. Can I add one more thing? Mm-hmm. I want to add that our friendship, a lot of our friendship is based on, like you said, intention. But we're intentional about everything. everything. What we eat, what we wear, who we speak to, what we listen to, what we're watching on TV, what we're mm-hmm. reading, what we smut with the scents, mm-hmm. candles and sages. And we are both intentional. We carry that saying it aligns with who we are, like all of it. Um, so I think that's that speaks to a lot of our sisterhood as well, like how we're raising our children, what they're exposed to. And I will say, again, everything goes back to to self, right? So once you learn yourself, know yourself, and walk in yourself confidently, you start to attract. Everything is is, is Mm -hmm. in alignment. Mm -hmm. So the people that you will attract, the jobs that you will attract, the money, there's no reason to stress as long as you're being yourself Mm -hmm. you will manifest all the things that are meant for you Mm -hmm. if you are being yourself so again all of my relationships all of my friendships are a direct reflection of who I am what I believe my worth is every decision every it's all a reflection of who who and what you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. now I do have a question um as far as doing the work um now, when you say, how did you do the work? Because I know there are some people who do go to therapy or there's some people that do, um, what's it called? Shadow work. I'm not sure if you've ever. Oh girl, I'm deep in Yeah, the you've, do, you've done, you've done, you've done shadow work. So like, I know, how did, how did you, how did you do the work to really, really get to know like who Joy is? Mm-hmm. Um. So it did start with therapy. Um, and I think the most pivotal part of therapy for me was when my therapist at the time, that was a few years ago, she asked me, she told me to write something. She told me to pull out my journal and to write. I forget what the topic was. Actually, it was, she told me to write down what my ideal relationship or husband looked like because when I began therapy 
it was with the intention to mend a relationship. It was the in, with the intention to go as a pair. Mm-hmm. And it didn't play out that way. And I continued to go. And she told me to pull up my journal and she told me to write this, this down. And I told her how I was having such a hard time with even just pulling my journal out. And I understood later that it was because I didn't want to face certain truths about myself. Mm. And when you write in, you can't lie to yourself about yourself. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be like, why am I sugarcoating this shit? Right? Am I sugarcoating this? Who are you lying to? <laughs> so yeah. I was scared to face some truths, but that was a very pivotal start to, to the work. Um, so I started journaling. That was a huge factor. Um, therapy continuously. I have been in therapy for several years now. Um, practicing meditate, meditating and breath work. That has become more and more. I mean, I think breath work is probably the most important part of it all. Um, when you realize how breathing when you actually when you realize when you're not breathing when you pay attention to when you're not breathing you'll be amazed at how often you find yourself holding your breath um how often you find yourself your shoulders damn near touching your ears or your your eyebrows are scrunched it stress not (laughs) bothered but when you and you take a deep breath you're literally creating space you're creating space for all of that, you know, to to make better decisions, mm. ultimately, to think some things through. So, I will prioritize. I would say in order for me, um, breath work is number one. Number two is therapy. Number three is just cultivating relationships. Um, and being in spaces that reflect who I am and what I, my ultimate goal, like who I want to be. I have no problem exiting stage left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this ain't for me. (laughs) (laughs) And there, and I do it with, there's no judgment and it's okay. Like this, if this is for you that's cool but this isn't for me Mm -hmm. and it's just being aligned um now getting to that place though because i i found with the transition within myself once i started like my therapy and getting to a point of like realizing what the hell was going on i felt like my whole world just like shook oh yeah it gets dark and ugly oh lonely So yeah, that so you would say that's normal though. It's absolutely someone. normal. Okay. If and that's why I say that social media has a way of making it look pretty, but growth is hard. Growth is a process. You know, plants, the season seasons. You know, trees they are beautiful at one point, and then you know they got the flowers and they're green and all of that, and then the next season the tree is bare. Mm-hmm. The tree is bare. The flowers are gone. True. <laughs> and that's, it's dark. It's cold outside. Shriveled up. <laughs> I'm shriveled up. Dry. You know, it gets, it gets lonely. It gets dark. It gets cold. But the work, 
if you consistently do the work and find your way back, you know, the next season, it's going to come back around. You just can't get lost in that darkness. So that's where the work, why the work is so important. Because we can slide back into old habits, um, old thought processes. We can slide back into that. But if you're grounded, you got to see the bigger picture. I think if you go back to what you said you wanted to be, the things you said you wanted to accomplish, you know, the the mark you want to leave on this world, you have to keep, continue to remind yourself of that and why you began. And, yeah, you got to be willing to do the work. You got to hold yourself accountable, too, and be honest with yourself. But, yeah, it's absolutely normal to feel alone, to feel like nobody understands you. But the work isn't for anybody else but you. Mm. And that all comes once once you realize that that's when you you showing up in spaces. It don't matter what anybody else thinks or says or none of that. It's all irrelevant because once you discover who you are and why you are, you just want to show up that way. Mm-hmm. It works. It works for you. And again, like I said, it'll it'll just align you with everything that's meant for you you won't find yourself in spaces where you feel uncomfortable and if you do you know you can recognize those feelings mm-hmm. you know when you're feeling anxious and you know when it's time to exit stage left right well we want to thank you jordan and i want to thank you for being our very first guest yes. of moms over matters you and nadia yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i just want to let you know that we are appreciative of you joint you agreeing to be a guest of us we are very grateful of all the gems that you just laid down yeah. on this <laughs> on these tracks the <laughs> i appreciate it i really do i appreciate you guys uh entrusting me with being the first guest i appreciate y'all seeing me um yeah that's the that's probably the biggest compliment to feel seen. Mm-hmm. It's probably the greatest compliment. So I thank y'all for that, and I hope the message was. Again, I said these things with love from a loving place. So I I hope that whomever it's meant for receives it that way. Definitely, I'm sure it will. And be um, I just wanna say too because you got a lot of stuff going on the mom shit is super cool and I'm trying to get some mom shit my damn self um I hear you have candles I hear you have just about everything again she is the plug and what is your Instagram name it is Miss Jone so that's just M-I-S-S-J-O-N-E okay Check that. I am um in the process of you know this for me this is self care for me to kind of hone in on what my brand is and what that what all of that entails but i know the mom shit is a big thing so i'm definitely going to be it's super cute (laughs) thank you i'm going to be bringing that back so you will see that update soon let us know let us be the first to know (laughs) is your website still up the website is still up and what's that that is uh joythefeeling.com okay so guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I do hope that you also check out 
Joy's Instagram page and also her website and pick up any self-care um self-care Saturday um boxes or whether it be the apparel or the bags the mom shit bags that she has um I personally have one and I I I I love my bag (laughs) and um yeah if you guys want to pick that up please 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 show love and go on her website follow her on Instagram And this will wrap up another episode of Moms Over Matter. And I hope to see you soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Over Matter. You can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please leave a rating or review. Be sure to visit our Instagram at Moms Over Matter, exactly how it sounds, nothing special, at Moms Over Matter to join the conversation, access show info, follow, and leave a comment. Till next time.